right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? It's all well here. I am uh, pretty tired. We're re- we are recording Sunday night, uh, the day before we launch. Uh, I always post new podcast Monday, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm sleepy. But uh, let's jump into this, Jake. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about, I wanted to bounce this off you, see what you thought, because I thought it was kind of amusing. I, wa- yeah. I watched a documentary, a frontline documentary on El Chapo, the uh, drug dealer that uh, the world's biggest drug dealer who got captured a couple months ago and then escaped again. He has escaped from prison several times. Yeah. Okay. the The documentary itself was kind of boring because if you've seen anything on Pablo Escobar or fucking even Scarface, fake, you know, if you've watched a real documentary on on any drug dealer. You know, or a fake one like Scarface. I mean, it's it's the same story. A, a kid ambitions his way to the top, and then, you know, well, he's still there. Who made the documentary you saw, It was man. Frontline. It was a Frontline. Yeah. You should watch Vice's. Vice did a really good one on him. In fact, they, they just did a new one, too, since he escaped again. But I, I haven't seen the newer one. Okay. Well, but they have, like, an hour and a half one on him, man. Frontline's usually really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I usually like Frontline. Uh, here, here's the problem I had with this one, uh, which, and when I say problem, I mean, I, I, I wonder why they did it, and I thought it was funny. So they're interviewing, uh, you know, they're, they're down in Mexico, so they're interviewing a lot of uh, Hispanic people, a lot of Mexican, uh, and they're speaking Spanish, and so there are subtitles. And uh, they said at the beginning of the documentary, it said, hey, this is about drug dealing, so you're going to see and hear adult content just a heads up. They put a warning on and uh, so they get these, they start interviewing people, and they're speaking Spanish, so I can't understand them, but they've got the subtitles, and suddenly they start swearing. Now, in the subtitle, they do that thing like they do in a newspaper, where it's instead of writing fuck, they write fuck, ampersand, hashtags, you know, a K. But they also beeped it. They, they beeped it out, so it was like, you know, oh, donde esta biblioteca, beep, you know, and, and so... <laughs> I just thought it was funny that they, they like, they're, they're showing a documentary in America where most Americans are too stupid to speak Spanish, but they said it, well, here's the part that I thought was funny, is so they're, 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 they're not showing swear words, they're not playing swear words in Spanish. Right, but you can, you can show a, a, a rival cartel guy's head shoved exactly. off and his dick shoved in his mouth, at the and end, that's fine, we can play all that all violence. over the flat screens in, in, in restaurants at noon, we can show ISIS videos yes. of beheadings on the news, in restaurants in the middle of the day, because that's usually what they play in restaurants in the middle of the day it's when news, you go in. Yeah. It's like news. You can show slow motions of the uh, of of the ISIS guys chopping off heads or the cartel guys that like you know, you know did some horrible gruesome murder with some crazy display. But if a titty pops out or somebody calls somebody else's madre a puta grande, that's too much. That's going over the top. Yep. People can't have that. That's yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more, man. And it was just so funny because like you called it. I didn't even need to finish my sentence, but they're showing all these shot up people, you know, blood and the police responding. But you know, someone says "chinga tu madre" and and fucking is beep and and it does and the bottom is like really it's that's crazy. What you're gonna censor so. There you go. That is uh, ethics in America. Is blood's okay, <laughs> violence okay, but sex is is bad and and bad language is bad. I just he shit the woman on fire and then cut out all of her organs and mailed them to her family. He said, "Beep." Exactly. Yeah, like it's crazy. I and especially because it's a documentary. Like I guess 
I don't want to say I get it when it comes to programming, uh, you know, but I, I don't know very many kids that are going to watch documentaries because the, the whole content control comes with protecting the children. Well, how many kids do you know that are of any age, you know, 14, 15, 16, that are going to go, yeah, I want to sit down and watch a documentary on PBS? Uh, yeah, that kid's going to become a serial killer anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, a few a few fucks and cunts are not going to make the difference between him being a, uh, a, a likable individual. If he's sitting there watching ISIS videos and... And if ultra violent documentaries when he's seven, he's going to have issues that yeah, a few curse words aren't really going to add anything or take away anything from. Yeah. Well, welcome to America. All right. That was the first thing I wanted to talk about. I'm glad you jumped on right where I was going. Um, you watched a documentary. You watched another documentary um, on the sex uh, business again. I, I did. Uh, to tell you the truth, I, I, watch watch the the Japanese one, man. They they did one called. You know, these were Vice ones. They did one called the Love Japan's Love Industry. We I watched about one. It. Yeah, we didn't. They're, they're making like two thousand dollar sex dolls or something. Oh yeah, no 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 no. The uh, uh, this is a different one. Oh, okay. uh, J- Japan's Love Industry. I, I don't. I think we've talked about it in the past. I, I could be wrong, but basically, what's going on. And the same thing's going on in Korea, so it's basically the same thing for South Korea. Uh, they they did kind of the same documentary for both. It was, it was pretty similar, each one. One took place in Japan, one took place in South Korea. Anyway, what's going on in, in, in both of those places, and, and in a lot of really developed places in Asia, is they're having a sharp negative birth decline. And so... Because of that, the government's doing things to try to get people to have more kids to take care of the elderly citizens. Because what's going on is there was a huge boom, um, you know, around the same time we had the baby boomers. Yeah. In fact, they had they were they, they were talking about in South Korea the government actually was had, putting in place sterilization programs because so many people were having you know, a crazy amount of kids. Now it's the opposite. Most people aren't having kids, and so I, I think on the Japanese one they said they sell way more adult diapers every year in that country than they do baby diapers. I remember us talking you know? about that. Yeah, I remember that comment right there. Yeah, and so it was it was a lot of the the same as, as the one in, in Japan, but there, there was one kind of interesting one where they were saying that a lot of younger Japan, or younger South Korean people, um, they, and by younger I mean like early 20s, they're still living at home. Like it's, it's typical, whereas here it's typical to move out at like 18, 19 there they're staying at home until uh you know late 20s that kind of thing and even if they go away to college the dorms are are gender segregated you know and it's very strict the men can't go into the women's dorms women can't go into men's dorms that kind of thing the government and, doesn't want them fucking and getting pregnant at 18 19 20 in college do they Honestly, I I think I don't think they would mind so much. A lot of it is more of a cultural thing. Like, no, I mean the the government's freaked out because they they can't pay for yeah. Yeah, if 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 you have so many people that are just old and not working, and you're not making young people to pay for those old people. I mean, I I know we have as a whole on the planet a problem of uh, overpopulation where it's it's causing problems to the environment. 
you know, lots of plastic is going to the Pacific Ocean, the rainforest getting cut down for stuff, yada, yada, yada. But in some of these places, they're having economic issues with elderly people not being able to get taken care of because younger people just aren't having kids. But anyway, what they're having, because the, the parents are pretty strict usually on, um, you, you know, them bringing people home. And so they have these tons of these hotels that just rent rooms by the hours, you know, love hotels. And it's it's generally for people that are 18 to 25 years old to just kind of pay 50 bucks or whatever and then go bone in there and then, you know, go back to, to their parents' house, I guess. Now, it's, would it be okay it, for it's, it's really interesting to though. fly over and uh, just uh, impregnate the population and then fly home? Are they looking for Americans to fly in and, you know? I, I I know they, there's a lot of bases in South Korea. Yeah, there's a lot of they, GIs. They, they, yeah, a lot, a lot of GIs. So I'm, I'm sure that goes on a little bit. But I think I think mainly it's just the issue of it being difficult to hook up. You yeah. know, if you if you live at home and your parents don't approve of you bringing your girlfriend home, and your girlfriend lives at home and her parents don't approve of her bringing her boyfriend home. It makes it difficult to hook up and all your friends live at home and that's just kind of the norm. You got to find weird places to hook up, man. And it, it, it was pretty interesting. Um, I, I did see one also about El Chapo from, from Vice. I went and, and watched that again. And that, that was that was pretty interesting. The, the Vice one was really good. You should check that out. It was talking about him just kind of running stuff from prison the first time he was in there for like 10 years he basically did like Pablo Escobar. Where yeah. I mean, he he turned it into his kind of resort, and I mean, he was the one yeah, he didn't in charge of he it. Was in prison, he was yeah. I mean, yeah, he was he was running it like everything else. When man. he left, they say he snuck out during a laundry cart, but they they've disproven that, saying he just yeah. literally walked out the door. He's like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to walk out the door now. Yeah, yeah, and I and I saw a, a shorter one that that went into his tunnel. They have a longer 45-minute one that they just did since he's been released. But this one just went into the, the logistics of the escape itself. And they actually interviewed a guy that was in that prison. And again, they released the footage of him the, ducking down in the shower and, and, and ducking away. And that guy was like, yeah, he still had some kind of control in there. It's not like the first time he went away. But that guy was saying, like, in that prison, like, they shave your head. His head wasn't shaved. Um, they do things like... Multiple times a day, but so maximum security there that multiple times a day they come to your cell and they will put you against the wall and make you strip and make you cough and do all that kind of thing, you know. And then they will they will inspect your room with dogs and they will go around tapping the walls and the floors and all that kind of thing. And he went out through a hole in his shower and he was like, there's no way they wouldn't have found that if they were doing what they're supposed to be doing in all the other cells in that, in that ward, because I mean, it's that lockdown. You have your own cell in that or your own shower in that cell and you just don't leave that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just in there all the time. And I, I actually, since we're on this topic, I, I saw yet another one that was really good about uh, cocaine production in Peru uh, for, for years. The, the biggest cocaine producer was Colombia. Yeah. But that's, that's not the case anymore. What's happened is the government, uh, with, with the help of our government since the 80s, uh, has has pushed out the cocaine production. They've, they've been at war with the, the producers, and they've gone. Now Peru is the biggest one. It's, it's, it's gotten pushed out of there, but it's still within the region. It's like Peru is the biggest one. And then, and then it's also really heavy in a lot of smaller South American countries in general. And a, a lot of 
stand-up comics. Um, I, I know it's, it's, it's fairly common for stand-up <laughs> comics to, to get in the business and to use this as a stepping stone to kind of go on to um, different avenues, you know, acting, uh, sitcoms, that kind of thing. And some, kind of, some comics kind of frown on that sort of thing, and they say, well, you should be in it for this, you know, you should be in it for doing bar shows and whatever the fuck else. Um, I've decided that I want to get big in stand-up and use my stand-up credits to go to South America and, and get elected president of a small country. Uh, that's what I want to do, right? Just so that when the U.S. government calls me up, like they like they like to do with countries, and they're like Jake, President Jake, or El Presidente, as they say in the South. Uh, how come cocaine production has gone up over two thousand percent in your country since you got elected? You know why is that happening? I'll get to say to them because I made it legal. Because uh, <laughs> I legalized whoops. it. Yep. Yeah, my bad. And then they'll bitch, oh, you're helping the narco-terrorists. And I'll be like, well, yeah, they're not really narco-terrorists anymore. Uh, what happens is they pay me roughly a third of the money they make off cocaine, and they're taxpayers and constituents now. It's, uh, it's a much smoother relationship. I'm not uh, having guerrilla wars with them anymore. And, you know, I, I, there's always that stigma, oh, you're just giving, you know, the narco-terrorists more control. It, not really true. I mean, if you look at... Uh, Al Capone after prohibition ended and lucky Luciano, those guys kind of petered out, you know, and Budweiser, they, they, they sort of decided, let's see, do we give the government a third of our profits? You know, uh, do we just give them a third of our profits or right? Could we give them none of our profits and instead spend 95% of our money on Tommy guns and fedora hats and fight to our death? See, I yeah, let's just go with the third of the profits. Let's just let's just do that, you know. Well, do they spend a third of their profits uh, get to the government? Or do they spend uh, a quarter of their intake on accountants trying to work the books to fuck the government on taxes? <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what it is now. Yeah, they spend slightly less on on accountants to give the government. Uh, next to nothing due to yeah, write-offs and corporate and... loopholes and stuff like that. But you see what I'm saying? A lot, lot no, less no, no. gangland yeah. violence from Budweiser than, than we got from Al Capone. So what I'm saying is if you just did that shit with cocaine and opium and, all, and heroin, all that, uh, all that shit, you'd have a lot less problems, man. And, and, and I could take my tax dollars and, uh, you know, that I would make off the cocaine – and I would buy things like, I don't know, health care for my people and free universities. I, I would just I would basically subsidize balling. Everyone would get their own make fur coat. I mean, it would, it would be fucking awesome. I would I would basically have all the good things of socialism with all the fun things of libertarianism. That's the utopia I would create down there. Every apartment would have a water slide going from the fire escape to the street, it would basically be like Dubai without all the Pakistani slave labor. That's that's what <laughs> I would change the name of the country to Kokel Slovakia. It would be amazing, dude. It would be fucking awesome. Well, that'd also be kind of awkward for South America because Slovakia should be in an Eastern Bloc of Europe, but yeah, normally they wouldn't be okay with it, but but because of all the free health care and rent controlled apartments and uh, legalized everything. And, you know, like I said, the insurance to fix yourself should things go awry. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think they'd mind. They'd be like, you know, I, I wasn't thrilled about the Coco Slovakia thing at first, but everything else he's done, is, he's gone pretty well for us. We're not in like a weird narco-terrorism war every day, uh, living off of very little. We're, we're actually crushing it now. So, sure, let's let him do it. Let's let him have his fun. I uh, needed to look something up for a second because, yeah, Peru uh, did not legalize marijuana, but they made possession kind of legal. They said uh, the president got tired of, you know, filling his jail cells with nobodies. So he basically said, all right, you can, we're not going to legalize pot yet. He's trying to, but basically if you get caught with pot, they're like, yeah, throw it out or, you know, don't do that. But they don't arrest you and beat you and put you in jail in Peru. So Peru is That's becoming good, your utopia. They're becoming slightly more drug-friendly. I want to go back to the love industry, though, just really quickly, because I don't remember if we talked about this when uh, we talked about Japan, but you know, I did comedy tours for military bases in Korea, South Korea, and did we talk about the fact that there were, like, dildo machines? I think we did. Like Coke really? Machines. Yeah, on, like Coke machines in the hotel. Because they, they, they put us up in these hotels by the base, not on the base, but in the city, the South Korean city. Uh, this is very far south, and I can't remember the name. Chin, Chin Hai, Chin Hai. But either way, like, so you go out, and instead of a Coke machine, there'd be a dildo machine with condoms and dildos. That's and awesome, when you man. woke up in the morning, there were flyers under your door, you know, <laughs> saying, you know, we'll call these prostitutes. And I thought that that's what the documentary was going to be on was, you know, the sex trade. Because I always wanted to call one of those numbers, but for two things. One, I didn't want to spend the money. Two, I knew they wouldn't look like the picture. And three, I was always in a relationship. And fuck, I... I can't cheat. I just can't, and it pisses me off. So, I, I always wanted to, you know, take advantage of that, but didn't. I wonder. I wonder who the hell was the guy to start the dildo machines. You know what I mean? Like, like who was pitching that at the board of directors, where he was just like, "Listen, I know it sounds a little nutty, but people are tired of leaving the hotel for sex toys. That's bullshit, man. <laughs> we need to provide a service to people, a valuable service, one that." That every good couple needs, man. People don't like putting on shoes to get dildos. What are we living in fucking Stone Age now? They need it right there in the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got another story for you that I think you'll like. I don't know if you heard this, but um, we've talked about in the past uh, the Satanic Temple that moves their. They have that statue when when a place tries to put up the Ten Commandments. They're like, all right, we're going to put up a Satanic Temple statue. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that, right? Did you know that yeah, yeah. they moved it to, um, where is it? I just had it. Is it. I think it's Detroit. I think, wow, this article is pretty shitty because it doesn't even say where. I thought it was Detroit. Hold on. Where was there? Well, where was the Satanic Temple? It I was, thought they had like more than one. Well, no, no. The, the statue when they try and, well, oh, it is Detroit. All right, so I had it right. Oh, they moved so the statue. Yeah, okay. the statue, not the temple. So what they did, which I thought was neat for the statue, is they put out a press release. We're moving the statue to Detroit. Uh, I don't know why they chose it, because Detroit wasn't trying to put up any... Uh, um, I think they just got tired of getting shit out in Oklahoma. or someone, The long and the short of it Wait, is... Wait, isn't that the whole point of having a statue in the first place? That's what I thought. I, I, they, how are you going to be a half-assed Satanist? How are you going to be a fucking... Are you going to be a Satanist light? Really? Or Marilyn maybe, Manson would, would, would cry if he heard that. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. 
maybe they are. Maybe it's a new statue in Detroit, and not they. I read somewhere I was that say, they, yeah, that's the whole point. Well, I read somewhere that they moved it, but now it just says I, I, this is a different article. So maybe it is. Yeah, a new that statue. sounds more realistic, dude. So here's the point. I don't, yeah, here's the point that I think you'll like is so they announced that we're putting the statue up. So of course, you know, fucking the right wing religious Christians started shitting their pants and screaming and saying this is horrible. And uh, we're going to protest and we're going to create uh, violence and we're going to desecrate the statue or whatever the fuck they said. So what they did, what the Satanic Temple did, is they said, all right, show up here at this time for the premiere. Uh, and what people did is when they showed up at the location they gave, the Satanic Temple said, all right, we're going to take you to the ceremony but to take you there, it's a secret location. You have to sign this document that says, I'm going to read the entire document. <laughs> you have to sign, I agree that by signing this document under any name, given or adopted, actual or fake, I am hereby avowing my soul to Satan, a.k.a. abandoned, <laughs> a.k.a. Lucifer Beelzebub the Antichrist. I do so knowing that he, a.k.a. the fallen one, a.k.a. the father of lies, or any of his representatives may choose to collect my eternal soul at any time with or without notice. I understand that my signature or mark representing any name, real or made up, upon these papers constitutes a last an eternal contract and that there will be no further negotiations on the matter of my eternal soul so people if they want so if christians showed up to protest nice they didn't nice. get the statue they could get you know like they got the actual location only after they signed that piece of paper and even though you and i in the, have talked about in the past saying fuck we'll sign anything because who cares we don't believe it no serious Christian is going to sign that because they're too scared to. So people that did sign it went to the actual party and got to watch the unveiling and they took some pictures and showed everybody, you know, like, yeah, it was like a rave. Everybody was having fun because the people that signed it, they didn't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, I'll yeah, sign they, that. They were just there, yeah, they were there for something to do, man. All they they, they were was, just kind of hanging out. Yeah, all it did was weed out the, the, the protesters and I just thought that was brilliant because nice, it was like nice. you go to location A and only after you sign this contract do you get to go to location B because location B was secret and that's where the and oh, that's just funny. I mean, what a way to scare people like having them sign a piece of paper. I don't think most Christians really care about that that much. I, I, I mean, I, I, I remember listening to Pendulette's podcast a couple of times where he was talking about doing episodes on religion, particularly Christianity, on, on the show Bullshit. He had a show on, on yeah, Showtime, yeah, which was really show. fucking good, man. Yeah, called, they uh, kicked the shit out of the anti-vaccination crowd. Oh, they did. But they kicked the shit out of a lot of people, man. Yeah. And he he was expecting lots of heat to come back on the, on, the, on the Bible stuff because he was like, this is premiering mostly to people who are, are Christian. And he did get some angry, oh, I'm going to fuck you up and all this kind of stuff. But for the most part, I mean, upwards of 99.999% of the mail that he got was very polite. And, and it, was, it was by people who were Christians. And they say, well, yeah, we believe in it a lot. And you presented your side very well. And I'm praying for you. And I, yeah, I wish you good luck on your show. We enjoy the show. We enjoy the episode about the Bible. And... That he, he said, like that gave him a really found, a newfound respect for Christians in this country as a whole. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't judge everybody yeah, yeah, by a yeah. few nut jobs. And so, my point with that is, those people that are so pissed off about this fucking devil statue for whatever reason, 
if you just ignored these fucking guys, if everybody just ignored them, and I've said this about people like the, 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 that I don't like, you know, like the Westboro Baptist Church, if ever they're doing that to get a rise out of people, the, the Satanic Temple people are doing it. Oh, yeah. specifically to piss off Christian people. That's the only reason they're doing it. I don't feel that any of those guys are doing it because they're like, we, we need to do this for Satan and all the goodness that he brings the world, and we just need to... Oh, you know, absolutely. None of them. They're just doing it reactionary. They're, yeah. they're literally doing it to get on the nerves of the people that are going to get pissed off by it. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's a rave and not like, brothers and sister, we're we're here to, to gather and talk about the good word of our... Our Lord and Savior, Satan. Time to kill Here's a goat. A, yeah, yeah. Let's kill a bo- a goat and sing a mm-hmm, Satan. Like they're not doing that, you know. It's just to piss off Christian people. And so if if those people did not get mad and they spent all this money and time and unveiled this statue and no one fucking showed up, and, I mean, maybe some people walked by and were like, "Hey, that's a good statue. I'm praying for you. Have a nice day," you know. Yeah. And that's all they got. They would feel like the dumbest motherfuckers in the world. They would feel like this is a waste of time. Let's find a new hobby. Because I think most of these Satanists are really just atheists that are trolling Christian people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's no, all that's, they're fucking uh, doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the site I read it on is The Friendly Atheist. It's, right. It's, that's the thing it's called, The Friendly. And they just try and, they don't try and be angry, God-hating atheists. They're just like, you know what? You do your thing, we'll do ours. Just keep your fucking Bible out of the government. We're all good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, these guys are really—they're they're, just—they're—they're they're not actually going. Yeah, I, I believe in every word of your book, but I—I I, I cheer for the the antagonist. Like that's not their thing. But if they say it's their thing, they can piss off the the far right nut jobs that they really want to mess with, and that's that's all they're doing. So if you just ignore people like that, they'll fucking go away. If you ignore the Westboro Baptist Church. They're doing that for a rise, man. I saw them go on well, stuff like the Russell Brand Show, man. They they want to be hated. They want your hate. So don't give it yeah. to them. And, we, and and look, let's that's that's the micro. Let's take it to the macro. No, that's the reverse. That's the macro. That's the large. Let's take it to the small. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna make this personal because why not? We've talked about this. I put jokes online. And people just start fucking hate. Now, like there, I did one, you know, overwhelming positive responses. But I, I go through, and some people are like, "Fuck you, you suck, you're an asshole," and I'm just like, "Whatever," you know. Like I just keep yeah. going, and I see other people that engage with them. Yeah, don't like, take Fuck the you, my joke is is funny, and then it goes on to this long back and forth. And you know the guy that's saying, fuck you, you suck, is just laughing and going, wow, I've got this guy all worked up. Whereas I just look at the comment and go, well, I'm not going to respond to that because then what's the point? And that's what I do. Like, I just had it happen the other week just on Facebook. This this asshole tried to go off on me. And was I was having a conversation with one person and another guy interjected this stupid asinine shit. And I just went over his comment and just went on having the conversation with the guy I was having. Co- and the other guy got pissed off. You could tell it's like, you know, why isn't he paying attention to me? I'm like, because there's no, and like, I, you completely ignore them and it's, it takes away their fun. It, and that just goes for any situation. Yeah. When they're trolling, you it takes away fun them. to ignore them. Those guys, they're, if, if they're taking the time to sit on Facebook and try to be like, oh, I, I don't like this. Fuck you. If if they're spending time out of their day or their evening doing that, they're really bored, lonely dudes. Like their internet yeah. trolls are, are are gonna be. These are sad virgins in their mother's basement. 
who have nothing better to do. Like, you, you know what I'm doing? Well, okay, let's say last night, for example. Last night, when you when you get on any news site or, or whatever about some kind of socially charged topic, and you see extremely polarized people just screaming at each other online, yeah, I'll, I might agree with one of those people for the most part, he's yelling back and forth. But do you know what I was doing last night as opposed to coming to one of those guys' aid? I was uh, I was high and making my girlfriend moan. That's what I was doing, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was way better than sitting around on the fucking internet, you sad, sad, pathetic internet trolls. Oh, yeah. I like, And that's, you know, as much as I... It would be nice if the media acted that way because... Another example I'm thinking of is fucking Donald Trump. I mean, it, it, he gets brought up. Uh, we wa I watched Meet the Press this morning and Talk of the Nation, and he did phone-in interviews with both of them. You know he was just sitting at a desk and people were handing him phones like, Mr. Trump, you have Meet the, ne Meet the Press next, now you have Talk of the Nation. And he was saying the same nonsense. A and the press, one person even said it, said... Well, why do you give him any attention? And well, we have to because it's you know he's leading in the polls and it's what the voters want. They want we, they want to see him on the air. It's like no, That's if you ignored him, he would go away because he's not going to get elected. That's all there is to it. He's making a bunch of noise. He's getting a lot of press because that's what he wants is press and coverage. But if you guys just literally said, yeah, Donald Trump is a clown. We're not going to talk about he, you know him. He would go away. Yeah, I. I have I have like a, a theory of why they're giving him so much media attention right now and because he's first, saying outrageous things be, and well, outrageous because he's things saying are fun out, and they're fun but like and I mean that, that's part of it is, is, is ratings and it's 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 shock value and it's 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 entertaining um, and so people are going to watch they're going to get ratings right that that's part of it but I think people on the right want him getting this attention this early on. In the primaries, because a lot of like sort of moderate Republicans and by moderate, I mean, not Tea Party people, not the right. fucking nut job. Right, just normal people that. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying Republicans in office, you know, like like politicians, they realize that they're losing elections at a federal level. You know, I mean, particularly when it comes to presidential stuff, like it's a whole country voting, not just this crazy district or that yeah. crazy district. Just based on like social issues, because they are coming across more and more. It seems like as a party who, if if you're not a, fuck the a poor, straight fuck blacks, white fuck male Mexicans, fuck who women, makes X amount gays. of dollars, we we don't care about you, you know. Yeah. And there there's there's politicians that you know as far as presidential elections are going, they're really trying not to do that because if 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 you piss on every group of people other than white dudes who are straight and make X amount of dollars, you just pissed on the majority. Collectively, you pissed on the majority. And so you you can't do that. So what, this early on, they want a guy like Donald Trump making the rest of them look normal later by comparison. That's really what I think is going on. It's like they could basically say without saying, I may be a little bit far right, but I'm not like Donald Trump crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm I a moderate. Agree. I agree and disagree with you. I agree with you, but I also am cynical, and I almost would think that the Russian... Russian? Where the fuck did that come from? The Republican Party is just letting Trump go off 
because they get to see how far he can push things and like, oh, they responded to this, but they yeah. didn't respond. You know, like how much nonsense can he say? Then they're like, all right, well, you know, when he said this, people really got behind him. So fuck it. Let's say that, you know, like it, right. they, 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 he can well, be as crazy as he wants because yeah. they, they know what crazy he's, he's, he's their they open mic. He's, he's yeah, their open exactly. mic for, yes. uh, for, for, for campaign slogans. Ooh, that slogan tanked. Let's not use that. Ooh, yeah, that let, let, let's hit. scratch that when we get our actual candidate up there. It did not yep. go well at all. But see, here's, here's the thing. I, I agree with you and disagree with you. I, I agree with you in that this is basically their open mic time because the primaries are so far away. This is the yeah. time to test shit out. I disagree with you in that they're getting false numbers right now. This shit of him leading in the polls, they, he's, he's not. He's not beating out the moderate voices in the, in the, uh, the, the thing. He's not beating out. No, he's getting the together. extremists who are always loud, you know, so yeah, he, he what, no, appeals no, no, no. to the, uh, the, the people right. that are going to respond to that. But if you add, if you do a wide swath, yeah, he's not leading by anybody other than the most, because he's vocal, his supporters are vocal and that's what. Right. But, but I'm saying like the reason these polls, the reason he's so much higher than, than the rest of these guys is because he is, like you said, getting the the extreme people. That what he he hates Mexicans and John McCain too. Uh, fuck it, I like this guy. So anybody that extreme goes for him. Whereas anybody else who's not that crazy, they go for one of the other Republicans. Problem yeah. is, right now there's like seventeen other dudes who are saying they're running for president right now. So yeah, it's got to get narrowed down. Yeah, exactly. The 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 more moderate ones are not even moderate. Just we're not Trump crazy Republican voters. They get divided 17 ways, whereas the batshit crazy all go to Trump right now. So it looks high compared to one seventeenth of the people that ain't crazy. Yeah, it is. But once that gets narrowed down and the, the more moderate voices are piling on to even like five other dudes, they're going to be blowing Trump away. I like how you said five other dudes and blowing right away. I mean, yeah, he's fucking the, hot, right? Even when phrase. it came out of my mouth, I was like, God damn, there needs to be <laughs> gay parody porn about this election. Ah, <laughs> oh, just grabbing him by that fucking toupee and shaking it to the side. Like, yeah, that's right. Who's my little orange dick puppet? Well, we have hit our time. The last thing I'll say is that I did uh, hear a news story uh, on NPR. Um, they followed Trump around for a little while. So nobody's not guilty of, of giving him time when even NPR is talking about him, you know, it's sad, but they, they did go talk to some of his supporters like, well, what are you interested? You know, just, and all they do is ask questions. What do you like about Donald Trump? And the answers were just everything you'd expect. Well, he said he'd build a wall against Mexico and keep the Mexicans out. That's what I'm voting for. So yeah. like, all right, so there you go. That's all you want is a wall. Well, he, he had to get, he had to get, Extras from central casting. Yeah, yeah. That's I told you. It's fucking. His, it was you know, that's at the point to where you can't even fill the side of an escalator. You know, just <laughs> yeah. to hold. You know, with, with people that genuinely want you to get elected without paying the money to, to pretend like they want to get you elected. You, you're not going to get votes, man. Like I think with him personally, he either is crazy enough to think this will get him elected, and, and and he'll win a general election somehow, or. What I think, and I've said this before with dudes like Santorum in the last election, like the really, really extreme guys, I think he doesn't want to be the next president. He wants to be the next Sarah Palin. He doesn't want to get paid 400 grand a year to run the country. He wants to get paid 100 grand a speech to talk about what he would do if he was running the country. That makes sense. That's a better gig, dude. I would do that gig. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Oh, and one last thing. If you are listening in Norway, 
Thank you for listening in Norway. I told Cheers. Jake we had, we had picked up a, a Norwegian listener somehow. Nice. And uh, uh, God bless you, Norwegian listener. I hope you're enjoying your um, luktefish. Is that something, some sort of cod that you eat? I don't know what Norway. I'm assuming some sort of odd uh, fish. Dude, meat. I saw All a right. really good documentary about Norwegian black metal called... Uh, yeah, I remember I that before one. Before the light fades or something yeah. like that. Tell me when the Norwegian great, sex uh, love industry documentary comes out. All right, kids, thanks for listening. Later.